Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Today we'll be speaking to Vince Smith-Hughes, Director of Specialist Business Support at Prudential. Hello and thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Sue Whitbread and I'm editor here at IFA Magazine. And I'm delighted today to talk to Vince Smith-Hughes, who is Head of Business Development at M&G Wealth. And we're going to be talking about M&G Wealth's Family Unlocked study. Uh, Vince has many years of experience under his belt. I'm sure he won't mind me saying that. Uh, But he's not just a familiar face to advisors, but I think I can say he's he's also viewed as as a straight talker and someone who certainly has a sound grasp of the technical issues, which are just so important to advisors. Um, particularly in today's more complicated world. So Vince, thank you very much for joining us. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, Sue. So should we get get straight into the detail then, shall we? Why not? Um, intergenerational financial planning. It's, uh, it's becoming a much more strategic goal. We know that for many advisors these days, isn't it? So Uh, And we know with the Family Wealth Unlocked reports, they really drill down into the detail of this. So I wonder if we can kick off by asking you to tell us what you see as the key findings of the latest uh, Family Wealth Unlocked report this year's edition. So this report, Sue, looks at advised families. Uh, So it's all the people researched are, are already under advice effectively. Uh, And I think one of the most interesting things it finds is that uh, one in three uh, families who are advised share the same advisor, um, with 57% of them sharing the same advisor as their parents. So quite becoming quite commonplace, I guess you could say. Um, The reasons for that are are, are many, um, but amongst the top ones are saving money on tax, which I guess you can sort of understand, being treated fairly amongst other family members uh, and I guess being aware of each other's family uh, situation as well which again is important. Um, A couple of other ones which also scored highly helping younger family members and you know you can see that when you talk to people certainly you know people of my age where they're helping their family out with things like deposits for uh, houses their you know their first house purchase for example. Um, And the other one was supporting parents and grandparents and just making sure financially they're okay. So, yes, some really interesting findings and, you know, keeping it in the family does really seem to be the case with a lot of people who are seeing an advisor. Um, Why do you think that that's so important for advisors and, and their clients? Well, I think there's a number of things. And first of all, uh, and most importantly, I guess, it's all about what the client wants, what their objectives are, you know, I'm I'm talking sort of like their big overarching objectives. So, you know, very simply, that could be things like reducing inheritance tax. Clearly, that's uh, a big one for a lot of people. Um, Taking advantage of the tax breaks is also a big one. Um, You know, that might be, for example, paying uh, into pensions for younger family members, which can be really effective from a tax perspective. You know, you get income tax relief uh, and you can also reduce the inheritance tax bill at the end of the day. So that that clearly is a big one. Um, But then there's also, I think, a point around who's controlling the money. And with that in mind, you know, I think writing business under trust, cases under trust can really help uh, to actually keep the control with the right people. So again, that's really popular. Um, 
I, I guess that's the overarching objectives. The other thing I would say, Sue, is there's that there's a sort of short list of things that I go through, which I think you know are need immediately addressing for an awful lot of people. And you know, very simply, that's things like have you appointed a will, uh, or have you made a will rather than appointed executors? Uh, have you create uh, filled in all the expression of wish forms you need to do for your pension benefits? I think that's all important. Have lasting powers of attorney been set up? Again, I think that's becoming more and more critical. Uh, have you considered gifting uh, to the, the next generation? Again, possibly as a way of reducing inheritance tax. Um, and then sort of finally, and this is the really technical one, Sue, which I'm going to tell you about here. Have you talked to clients about keeping all the stuff in one place where everybody can find it when we're secure? Uh, so I'm sitting about two feet away from a... Um, uh, a fireproof box, for example, with all my stuff in so that uh, my wife, my son know if anything would happen to me, they know exactly where it is and they know who to contact. And that sounds simple, but actually often doesn't happen. Mm. It's so, as you say, so often doesn't happen. And the consequences of it not happening are so, so difficult for those trying to deal with people's affairs when they simply don't know. It's impossible, isn't it? So, so that's, I think it, that's... It is impossible to I, I guess the other thing is that something I've, I've noticed recently is that um, people are now much, it's much more commonplace for people to deal with everything, you know, via emails, via logons, uh, you know, uh, basically sort of like not creating a paper trail. And that's entirely understandable and it's really easy for people. But I talked to an advisor about this the other day and they said, this is all very well. But what you have got to get clients in the mindset of is knowing that everybody knows where stuff is and how to access it because there's not the paper trail in many cases they used to be. I think that's true. And perhaps there's a there's a case there of the benefit for a client of having an advisor, because that advisor had the client actually told the advisor about everything that they have, which of course they should do, but they don't always do that, that that advisor will then be an excellent resource to know what is what is where if the unforeseen should happen or the, you know, the, the, the worst scenarios actually unravel. So it may be in another case there. I, I totally agree, sir. I mean, it's, um, uh, you know, I, I mentioned about who to contact. The first point of contact in these situations is often going to be the financial advisor. And it might well be that, you know, they're linking in with an accountant or a solicitor as well, perhaps. But yeah, absolutely. The first port of call is the financial advisor. I, I think the other side of this argument, though, is, I mean, it, you know, it's absolutely essential for the client to to start thinking about this as early as possible. But an interesting sort of angle is that obviously it's also quite important for the advisor to do it as well. Clearly, they're going to want to retain the family as clients. They're going to want to retain the funds under management. But even if it's an advisor who's possibly thinking, well, you know, I'll be selling my business at some point in the not too distant future, maybe. Um, we were doing a, a webinar last year with some specialists uh, who help advisors buy and sell businesses. And they were saying it's now very commonplace for people who are looking to acquire advisor businesses to ask the question, what are you doing about engaging with the next generation of clients? Because they want to see a plan in place before they start actually talking about buying a business. You are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. So, so what about ESG then? Is this something that came through particularly strongly from the report 
or it's something that's that's resonating very much with us here at the media whereas you know the engagements that we're having with organizations this is this is front and center and i wondered if this came through in the report at all yeah once again showing very strongly so and I've, I've got a bit of a take on this now this is a, a sweeping generalization for which i apologize for but um i think it's true to say that in general uh younger people are very much more influenced by sort of social and sustainable issues than possibly older people are i think that's true and you know the people i talk to it is anyway um and i think that's where advisors have got to be a little bit cute for example i was uh, listening to the radio the other day and there was an advert coming through from a a, a, a d2c proposition not an advisor but um someone who offers d2c services were well known and their first port call was to start talking about you know we've got access to sustainable funds you can save with us and you can also help the planet we all know it's really important um but i think if an advisor is not addressing that with the whole family, then they may run the risk that possibly they could lose the funds under management because someone could say at some point in the future, oh, well, you know, I'm more interested in sustainable investments. You know, <laughs> mum and dad's money weren't invested sustainably, so I'm going to take it elsewhere. So I think advisors have got to be really careful about that. And, um, you know, it's of interest to everybody. Of course it is. Uh, but I do think there is a danger there. They don't start addressing it with the whole family. They run the risk of uh, the clients perhaps looking elsewhere or being influenced and possibly looking elsewhere. Yeah, it's a good, good point. As you say, there are influences coming down the regulatory channels too on such things, but the, the ones coming directly from the family are something that could quite often be overlooked, couldn't they? So, agree. Absolutely. You know, it's something everybody is becoming more aware of, but I think as the concept of intergenerational planning, you know, you really start addressing it with uh, with families. And I was talking to an advisor this morning, funny enough, and uh, they were talking about that's one of the things they put into it. They've, they've got a flyer which basically they use to sort of give to a client and also for the, uh, the client's family. And that's one of the things they put. You need to discuss what your objectives are in the space of, of, uh, of ESG. And these are the reasons why it's important. So uh, let's get some more practical tips from you now then, Vince. I know that M&G Wealth are well known for providing excellent resources for advisors and for paraplanners, of course. Uh, and so I wondered if you could highlight perhaps just a few ways in which M&G Wealth can help advisors and paraplanners who may be providing advice in this really important area. No problem at all, Sue. Yeah, a um, whole host of different things, probably too many to mention, but I'll pick out a few. So uh, first of all, a month or two ago, we launched an all singing and all dancing IHT calculator, which can really help advisors to um, calculate the sums easily wanting to look at specific client situations. So that's well worth a look and can save advisors men much time, I think, if they actually use that calculator. So well worth having a look at that. Uh, we've got a complete range of trusts and also supporting information as to what trust works in any particular situation. So again, that's all there for, for people to access. Um, I think importantly, we've also got a whole range of articles and guides which are designed for the end customer to use or to understand and for advisors to use it with the end customer. So it might be they want to provide a guide to them to give them a general overview of all of the issues we've talked about. It might be they want to sort of like take some of the wording and use it in communications with clients. It's all there sitting there basically for them. And the reason we did that for is sometimes I think actually starting the conversation is, is the hardest point with clients because some clients do not want to engage and, and talk about this stuff. It's quite difficult. But hopefully that makes it a little bit easier. So there's all that information uh, which is available. 
you've also, of course, got the uh, Family Wealth Unlocked report. The latest version, which has only been out for a, a week or so, is also available. So uh, advisors can download that. That's really good. And, and having that resource available is really important. Um, just a quick one to finish off then, where can advisors get access to Family Wealth Unlocked report? So uh, it's uh, under the uh, Pru Advisor banner. So although uh, we put all these things under MG Wealth these days, it's on the Pru Advisor website, which many advisors will be used to accessing. But all the tools and the, uh, the calculators I've also just mentioned also sit on Pru Advisor. Obviously, Pru now being part of uh, MG, uh, that's where they'll find it. Lovely. That's all very good indeed. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Vince, for joining us today. Always lovely to see you. And thanks to everyone who's tuned in and listened in. I hope you found it interesting and I hope that you'll follow up and go and look at the report yourselves at some, in some detail and see exactly what that report can reveal. And Vince, I hope we'll talk again and thanks for your time today. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.